Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday, and thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. All right, now, big Arizona basketball news just broke. We're going to talk some Arizona football as well, but there's nobody that's better to talk about this than the great William Brad Alice. All right, Brad, Arizona IARP comes out. You get uh, you know a seven-week uh, recruiting uh, quiet period, essentially. You get a one reduction in the scholarship. Nothing really major came of this, my guy. And I'm in the minority. I think the biggest one to me is the vacated titles. Right. And again, people are like, well, you can't forget. But Arizona was within, what, eight wins of passing Indiana for 10th all time. Right. And now it'll be pretty tough to do. They were going to do that within the next year or two. For sure. Um, and now they probably won't be able to for quite a while unless Woodson's a train wreck. Um, but overall, and, and this it's interesting watching social media. This is a very nuanced story where most of the nuance has been lost. Because now everyone's like, Sean Miller, innocent. No. Right. Sean, basically, they pulled, and I don't want to compare the two people, but this was an Al Capone case. Right. They thought they were going to get Arizona basketball on paying players. Much like they thought they were going to get Al Capone on racketeering. They got him on tax fraud. Or in this case... They got him on this weird bribery charge. Um, so I'm not going to go out and pretend that nothing ever bad happened to Arizona under Sean Miller's watch, but I could tell you with 99% certainty, Miller didn't know about Book taking this money. Right. Because Book hit it, because Book needed money, and Book was embarrassed that he needed money. And I, I have reasons I know this, and I, I can't really share it. Um, just like I actually know that half of Phelps's problem, not all of it, was someone at the university dropped the ball submitting forms to the NCAA about the low. Now, was it hidden before? I don't that I don't know. I don't have a timeline, but I know that either someone in compliance or someone in uh, the basketball front office did everything right to, to report it and then forgot to report it. Um, you know, you can, you can minor detail. Major detail, you know. So <laughs> I think in the end, I'm a little surprised Miller didn't get a bigger slap on the wrist. Although you know, losing 50 wins is is fairly significant. Um, but I also think that, especially Book, I think Book has really suffered more than he should. Um, right. Aren't we kind of going overboard here? I mean, the guy's essentially been tarred and feathered. He can't coach for 10 years. Not that he was going to, he spends time in federal prison. This to me seems like, you know, like, you know, kind of the hammer on a, on an ant type situation. At the end of the day, 
the FBI using a guy who's way more horrible than Book or Dawkins or any of these other guys created a new playbook to entrap coaches. Because remember, right. if you if you saw the Dawkins documentary, Dawkins was like, we don't want to bribe coaches. We want to give this money to the players. Right. No, no, no. We want to bribe the coaches. So what did Dawkins and Book and several of these other guys say? I got this sucker on the hook. Right. He's going to give you guys money. You guys can deliver the players without giving them a dime. Then Book is in his brain going, I got two guys on the hook. I'm going to introduce them to guys who already have agents and financial managers. Because if you notice, who did who did met with Dawkins? Lowry, whose right. dad was a pro player and has mm -hmm. basically had a handshake agreement with an agent since he was eight. Right. Um, Raleigh. Raleigh, who, again, already had representation. And uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. The other point guard. Uh, the, the, the uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Kobe Simmons? Uh, no, the little guy. Um, oh, PJC? Yeah, PJC, who, again, because of his relationships in Southern California, pretty much knew who his agent was going to be. And this is how it's done in college basketball. You don't sign with an agent. You don't hopefully take money from an agent. Right. But you know, notice who he steered him away from. DeAndre. Right. Uh, that's Sean's guy. Uh, yeah, that, for sure. Why? Because DeAndre had so many voices in his ear, he could get suckered by Dawkins. Right. So in the end. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and Yeah. We also, if you, and you've met Book. I've met Book. Mm -hmm. Our, the sites we used to work for dealt with Book. Book likes book, to talk. Book, book likes to talk. talk. And book likes to make stuff up. Right. For sure. So if half of this stuff, I'm sure there might be a kernel of truth. Were, were shoe companies probably given, and again, I don't want to disparage DeAndre Ayton. Were, were shoe companies throwing money around at DeAndre Ayton's people? And there were a lot of people, and not all of them were really DeAndre's people. Right. Let's put it that way. Uh, probably. Did Arizona ever hand over a bag of cash? Uh, no. I because most schools don't hand over the bag of cash. That's not and how the, it works. The closest one I've ever heard of is Kansas, who has kind of their own Adidas guy. Whereas in most cases, and again, I don't want to defend it because it was still against the rules at the time. In most cases, Nike will distribute some funds right. to not go to an Adidas school. They don't care if you go to Duke or you go to Arizona or notice how many guys wind up at Nevada and UNLV. And right, right, exactly. It's just to keep them out. Of, and, and again, Adidas doesn't want you going to Nike school. And you know, now Puma doesn't want you going Puma. anywhere. They're just gonna they're just gonna swoop in and get you right before the draft, which is <laughs> ironic because you know, DeAndre Ayton and Marcus Bagley and are right. are Puma guys and not right for sure. Nike guys who did throw out round, you know, we all know what you know, happened with Bagley's dad in the house. So again, I don't want to pretend that, you know, this thing that Sean Miller is innocent. I don't know. I, I have my own opinions on that, but the fact of the matter is the ESPN story, which I'm sure was leaked by a rival coach. I'm right. Was, was false. Was false. Or, right. or at least there's no evidence of it. Right. But you know, so Sean Miller, and you know, so in essence, if you're mad at Dickie V and if, that's perfectly fine. Dickie V could certainly just do this. It, we, I, we jumped the gun on the story of Sean Miller paying DeAndre Ayton, and we're sorry. I'm sorry for that. However, I still believe that his his um, you know his assistant coaches have been treated unfairly. They're mutually exclusive. Right. You can still feel that Sean deserves some penalties for booked and, and Phelps' actions, 
Um, but I guess not- my only th- I guess my only problem with this, and this goes across the board. This isn't just Arizona. I have a hard time though with the assistant coaches in all these cases getting these big penalties, getting in trouble, and the head coach is not really getting into any trouble because at some point. You're still the head coach. And again, I'm not just singling out Arizona here. I'm singling out all of these different ones, USC, Auburn, you name it, where at some point, where is, these are still the guys you brought in there. And when it's multiple guys, you know, I, I, again, it just feels to me, I'm happy this is, this is over in Arizona got out pretty well, but it just feels to me like all the assistant coaches taking the brunt of the blame isn't quite fair. My two problems are this one all these are African-American assistant coaches. Right. And I believe almost every head coach is, is, is not a person of color. And again, right. uh, a lot of that is not racism. It's who's Dawkins going to go to his guys who happen to be black coaches. So, um, but the other prop, the biggest problem I have in this is it was entrapment, not legal entrapment, but again, oh. It wasn't the FBI, you know, this would be like saying the FBI is looking into drug dealers. And they, and, and so the, the, you know, the, the informant or whatever says, yeah, here's the way you do it. We give them the drugs, they sell it. Well, hey, in this case, let's give them cash so they can go buy drugs. So right. they can go, it, they created a new crime because right. no one was bribing coaches to steer players to them. Um, they were delivering players to schools to steer play, you know, there was, so they created a whole new model. And at the end of the day, because the FBI acted when they acted and, and you guys hit the nail on the head yesterday with it being a political move, no players are steered to Dawkins. Right. They arrested too early. Right. So in essence, it's a victimless crime. It's, Except it's, for the the of a, it's a, the epitome of a victimless crime. And I know they can say, well, these were employees of a school that received. That's all nonsense. That was a, that's a way of looping. Nobody believes that. That's a way that, of looping again, yourself in there to create a crime. That's yeah. Al Capone not ta- not paying taxes on um, liquor, illegal liquor sales in 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 the twenties that you can't prove he did. Right. Again, so in essence, once you realize you couldn't get the big fish, you know. I mean, and again, then people are like, well, I think they just let Miller go, and they just let you know this guy. No, no, because they needed those. They needed those convictions to make the case to get the headlines, right. and they never came. It fizzled. Never- but so All at right. the end of the day, you ruined Book Richardson's life, and you can argue that you know he did. Uh, yeah, he took the money, but again, he didn't steer the kids in reality. Right. Um. You know, several other guys are either out of coaching or now coaching at really small schools. You know, Phelps is coaching high school. Well, now he's not in this particular one. And all because you want to make a name for yourself with crimes that would not have occurred, occurred if you didn't set this up. This isn't like, uh, well, we're going to do a sting operation on a drug dealer and feed him some drugs and then catch him when he sold it. No, this would be like saying, hey, Mike Luke, you've never dealt drugs in your life. Uh, right. But you, you know, you, you, let's you create a C- drug for you. You, you, you know what? You've 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 advertised a CBD product, so let's set you up to become a drug dealer to get you off the street that you weren't hurting in the first place. For sure. You know, um, you don't uh, know that the feds aren't after me. You don't we know. don't. You we don't, don't know. But uh, let's hope if they do, they don't create a new crime for you to come. Back back the A too hard. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. So so that's my take on it. That you know, I don't want anyone to pretend that I'm saying Sean Miller is 100% squeaky clean, but he's pretty much squeaky clean on the charges that they, he was brought up. That he was brought up the, I think the probably the most guilty person of all was probably Robinson Eakey, 
who didn't end up getting any any of the penalties just because this all happened under their watch. If I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app during this time, code word PHNX? Fortunately, yes. Okay, here's the deal. You can put down $5 on an NBA game, money line, and get $200 in free plays. Now, don't take my word for what I was doing here because, again, the Suns are now uh, playing terrible basketball. I think that I single-handedly caused that right there. So here's Houston, another – Mike, they What's lost that? the Rockets twice. Right, and they got blown out. So don't listen to me, but – Still, check it out, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. 21 and up, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Brad, we'll be on the post game in a couple days, but let me ask you this. Can I get you on record to take Arizona against Tennessee for your DraftKings pick of the week? I, I, I like that one, yeah. All right, well, that's I, – I, I do as well. Well, what's the spread? I mean, come on, you got to give me – that I don't know yet. I don't even know that it's out yet. But if it's four and a half or under, take the you know take the cats. If it's in the seven or eight range, I'm just late, taking money line. Late, oh, money line, yeah, take the cats. And then also OGs, new partners with us. Love having OGs on board. Check them out at any of your dis local dispensaries. Twenty one and up. They got stuff to help you sleep. They got stuff to help you feel cool. Uh, sativas, indicas, you name it. They've got great flavors across the board right there. Um, again, it's sweeping the nation. Check out your local dispensary. 21 and up, though, remember. All right. So, Brad, we got Arizona basketball coming up against Tennessee. And um, to me, this is the game of the season for Arizona in that this I believe Tennessee is the best team that Arizona will play all season. I also believe it's the team that poses the most problems on paper for Arizona and that they're physical. They get up on you. You saw what happened last year with the pressure defense and Arizona didn't handle it. Well, at, at least at the beginning, um, this game's going to really tell me how far Arizona's come just from a ball handling, breaking pressure perspective. I think no doubt. And I think this is the game where we start to see really why Corey Ramey uh, pays such dividends, right? Because although they had, again, you know, we've mentioned uh, Kyer last year, but Ramey is uh, a, a, a rich man's Justin right, Kyer. Right, right. Um, he's big. He's strong. He's physical enough. He's faced teams like this in the in the Big Twelve. Um, I would not be shocked if he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much as Kerr uh, does, bringing it up. Especially if it, again they, they do put the pressure on. Um, I think this might be the game we see a lot less of Boswell at least early on. Um, even though physically he's built for this kind of game, I mean he's a big, strong kid. But this is a whole. This is yeah. This is grown men. Right. Uh, you know, much like Houston last year, much like a few of those other tough games TCU. Um, so yeah, this will be a challenge for Arizona. Now Arizona has some things that are a huge matchup advantage. Uh, their size and side could really pose problems for Tennessee um, if Arizona can get out on the break. That is not what Tennessee wants to do. Uh, Tennessee also is dealing with some injury issues. I haven't heard an update whether those guys, how healthy they are. So I think it's a fascinating, you know, it's the cliche that that styles make matches or styles make fights. And I think this is a definite one of those right. uh, type of games where it's kind of whoever dictates their will better is going to win this basketball game. 
Yeah, it's going to help, obviously, being in McHale, um, you know, in, in a spot like this. But again, if Arizona could win this game, and it, it, it's weird, though. Every time we talk about a big Arizona win, then the teams go off and they play terrible after that. I still believe at the end of the day that Creighton's a good basketball team. I believe that they're going to be okay. They're still missing their best player. SDSU, who knows? Indiana's solid, but I still think they're kind of an overrated Big Ten team. By the way, did you see Maryland get waxed last night? I uh, I noticed the, the score. I didn't watch the game itself, but yeah, that was... Uh, More nonsense Big Ten, but we'll leave that for another we'll leave that for another day. Tennessee though is another one though. If you could win this, so you would have out of conference wins against Tennessee, which is a top 10 team, Indiana which feels more like a top 20 team, but whatever. Uh Creighton, I still believe they'll be top 25-30 at the end of the year. That's a pretty good out of conference schedule right there, William. Yeah, I mean you you throw in San Diego State, you throw and again Cincinnati is probably not a tournament team. Right. Um but they're not but bad. They're still they're still a name. Uh, right. who will be a top 60 type win is my right. guess. Um, you know, maybe not, I don't know, but you know, they're, they're again, it's, it's better than having to play Shamanon in the first round of the Maui classic. Right. Um, and then yet you, you've got to hope, you know, as in a weird enough way that ASU can hold up their end of the bargain that, uh, by the way, I gotta, I, I don't want to apologize, but I do have to say uh, to our, uh, my guy, Kyle Dodd, ASU doesn't stink at all. They're actually pretty good. It's unfortunate to say this isn't going to be one of those years where they lose like 10 straight games. I don't think I'd love for it to be that, but I don't think that's the case here. It's just a bizarre program. It really is, isn't it? The the drama with Bagley and then you're better when he's gone. And it sometimes seems like it seems like when Hurley has a firm grasp on his roster, they're worse than when he's just kind of throwing pieces together right um, for sure it's it's just yeah it's just a weird it's just it's a kind weird of a schizophrenic program. program it's a schizophrenic team but you look at it they're long they're pretty athletic they play really really hard for him um and you know it, it bagley is an interesting case because he's addition by subtraction they've been significantly better without him yeah yeah it's, it's again it's just it's weird and i've never really necessarily believed that bobby hurley's a, a bad coach i also don't think he's I think he's not an eye for detail coach, um, which is what made Lute Olson and some of those guys so good. And that's why his teams can slip into these bizarre, whether it's a 10 minute stretch in a game or a 10 game stretch in the season where they just fall apart Um, because they will always play hard. Well, a lot of times they're playing really hard and really stupid at the same time. (laughs) We'll see. You know, I I can't tell you they're going to continue and go, you know, 14 and four in the conference or, even you know ten and eight or whatever it is, or was it ten and ten now? But um, you know they're certainly legit right now. And that win over Creighton was good. And they've had a couple other good non-conference wins, and uh, that's good because the Pac-12 needs it because they have some really significantly bad losses. All right, Brad, you're not a uh, Schuster doesn't like this stuff. I like this stuff though, and we talked about it a little bit in the post game. But I want to ask you about this again. Um, I've always felt my uh, my uh, pillar i guess when i look at arizona big men is the lauren woods michael wright combination um not again ac tolbert totally respect that rooks williams get it i just thought that lauren woods and michael wright complemented each other so well because you had woods to me is the best interior defender in school history when healthy and wright came in as an all-conference guy and left as an all-conference guy granted he didn't get a lot better but he was 15 and 8 every single game what we're watching right now brad is a a big man duo that is putting up numbers that statistically have not come close to at Arizona. 
this and, and here's why they're different than than Woods and Wright, and maybe any other big man group is Woods and Wright were one of the few that were a legit big time center and big time power forward. Right. Um, Tolbert and Cook were two power forwards. Right. Um, you could argue in some both undersized at that. Yeah, both undersized. Um, you know, the, one of the other great front lines was because it included all three was Fry, um, Ricky Anderson, who was. I knew you would small, get a Ricky Anderson reference kind in there. Of a small I knew forward, and Luke Walton, who was kind of a power forward at the three. So they right. really compl- And in reality, had we known what we know now, Channing Fry was really the the the, the closest thing to a wing of that group. Right. Um, he just never took threes. This is, again, I think the closest comparison is Rooks and Williams along with Stoke. This is two legit centers, basically. Right. Um, you know, Tabellus plays center for 90% of teams in the, in, in the thing. Now he's a natural power forward, but this is 6'10, 6'11, and 7'1. Right. Um, they're bigger than almost everyone, stronger than almost everyone, and 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 this is maybe the part with Balo that we're a little surprised about. More skilled, right? Um, you know, as as good as Rooks was, and Rooks was what a three year, four year starter, mm-hmm. played uh, thirteen years in the league, yeah, and like sixteen years of pro ball, yeah. He wasn't overly skilled, except as a he was a great rebounder. And he had really soft hands, so when you got into the ball down low, he's a down low post scorer. But he didn't run the floor necessarily. He wasn't going to take a, a twelve foot jumper. Uh, not that Balo has a lot of that, but Balo can run the floor at seven one two sixty. Right. Um, he's not a gazelle, but you know he, he's one of the what? He's a buffalo running out there. He's a buffalo know. running it right for uh, sure. But he runs, you know. Right. Uh, you know Williams was was unique, but you know Williams was six eight six nine, and then Stokes was a complimentary big man who ended up starting for a year. But yeah, these two, and yeah, I think you could even make the argument last year with Coloco and with the three of those guys. Right. Uh, that they just yeah were a special group because they were all legit. You didn't have to rely on a six, seven power forward. You right. didn't have to rely on, you know, a Rayos or a, a Wayne Womack type or a Bennett Davidson type. Um, you know, it's again, Wright wasn't huge, but Wright was a legit six, eight. Right. He was six, eight two fifty. Right. With soft hands, great footwork could bench press a truck. Oh yeah. And had the soft touch on it. And I've, I saw him knocking down threes one day in practice. Right. Um, and that was, that's the main reason he didn't come back is Luke was going to play him at center and he wanted a chance to roam the perimeter and he wasn't going to help his stock. That's right. one reason. You, you know, don't think that Michael Wright could have played small forward? <laughs> no, but I think he could have played a Ricky Anderson role. Right. By the way, real quick, is I've always felt the best recruiting class in school history is the one where you brought in Lauren Woods, Michael Wright, RJ, um, Ruben Douglas, Luke Walton, Ricky Anderson, and yes. Travis, Travis Wilson. Um, yes. obviously um, the one thing this, I don't believe that the one with Ben Matherin, uh, Azulis Tabellis, Kurt Kreese, and Dalen Terry will eclipse that, but I think it's probably going to be second. It might, it might. Right. Um, you know, the, 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 there's two that, and if you want to go onto Jason's site, you can still, cause Jason, my stories are still there. Right. I did a thing called Lutz recruits. 
Right. Um, they're out there. And I, I, I basically break down, you know, I think it was most of Luke's recruit. The, 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 there was the couple that weren't. Uh, one was, ironically enough, the 97 class where they didn't get Steven Jackson. Right. But they still got yeah. Bibby and Wessel and Edger and, uh, you know, Edger, and uh, Bennett, Bennett Davison. Bennett Davison. Um, the other one, there's two other ones. There's the, the, the late Luke class where they lost Negadu and they lost right. Brand, Brandon Joe Jennings Dutch. was in there. Jeff with Yeah. And then there's the lost Miller class. Cause there was a good chance they were going to get uh Quinterly, Simi Shaitu, Bull Bull. Right. I mean, uh, uh, some of the RJ Barrett was in the discussion. Yeah. So um, the lost classes, you know, but that, yeah, that's Luke's best class. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, so, Let's uh, let's move on to a little bit of a Arizona football here. But first, I want to tell you about Mountain Mike's Pizza up at uh, Oracle and Wetmore. Brad has been on here drinking soda from Mountain Mike's Pizza. I've seen it. So is John Schuster, by the way. I uh, no, I was eating the pizza. Off oh, camera. you're eating the pizza. Either well, yeah. way, you're consuming yes. the Mountain Mike's product. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Check it out. Really good pizza. Um, they bring it to the tap and bottle watch parties. Really good stuff. Um, again. Interest, uh, very interesting pepperonis. Um, I like them quite a bit. I generally don't even like pepperonis. So again, check they're it little, out. They're a little Mike. spicy. They're good. Little spicy, little kick to it for sure, yeah. but they're good. And then tap and bottle. Scott and Rebecca, as you know, do an amazing job uh, at top and top and bottle, tap and bottle, and uh, that's where the away game watch parties are. We've got a new schedule. It's going to be released here coming up shortly. Holidays and everything have kind of you know, mess things up a little bit, but we'd love to see you up there. It's going to be for a bunch of basketball away games, men's and women's. So we'll have that schedule out there shortly. You can also get four peaks up there as well, the four peaks. So check it out. Tap and bottle, uh, tap and bottle downtown watch parties. All right. Brad, you know both those things have in common. Huh? Really good TV setups. Very good TV setups for that sure. Mike's yes. is amazing. What's that? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more on that one. All right, Brad, this is a big recruiting weekend for Arizona football and Arizona basketball. First, you know, as I'm sure you've seen the news that Justin Flo and Jonathan Flo are going to be uh, visiting Arizona. Justin Flo, just to rehash, five-star, ultra five-star linebacker, was considered by some the best prospect in the entire country. Up and down at Oregon, dealt with some injuries. Um, he's going to be visiting here along with his brother, who was a four-star recruit. These are the kind of kids that you bring in, and um, they would be they would be an upgrade. Again, I get that Flo wasn't a star at Oregon, but it's and I like Jerry Roberts. I think he's really kind of a good swing linebacker, but I think Flo gives you some more flexibility right there. Yeah, and I'm at the point now. It's, it's so bizarre. The staff is bizarre because in some ways I'm like, did they not coach up Keon Bars enough? But then you look at what they did with Hunter Eccles, right? Who is who is wasn't as good as Flo was at Oregon. Right. But similar, very athletic, very, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of a weird thing where I'm like, okay. But, yeah, you know, I, I'm willing to take chances on former five stars. Right. Um, former f high four stars. Because uh, at the very least, you're bringing in uber-athletic guys who can who can push your scout team to, at the end of the day. Uh, you know, and then you throw in, I know they got a JC guy coming in. Uh, JCD lineman coming in this weekend that I just saw on Twitter a little while ago. I think there's a couple other guys coming in. Um, these are important gets because we're now at the point where Arizona has lost a lot. Right. Um, 
you know, obviously bars is a loss. Now, do I think they're re- trying to recruit over him? Yes. And I'll be really surprised if he gets more than 25 snaps a game at USC. Yeah, that I, I being said, just... everyone is recruiting him. Right. But I will say this. I would be surprised. Just because a guy ends up somewhere, they could also just be there as a depth guy. Like you see people talking about, oh, Paris Shan might get an LSU offer. With all due respect to Paris Shan, he's never playing at LSU. You know, again, maybe he's in a kind of a backup rotation. Keon Bars is interesting because he was really good last year, didn't do much this past year. But again, I would be, I'm in the same boat as you. I'll be interested to see what he does there with extended time. Uh, because I don't see him playing extended time at SC. No, uh, you know, but again, everyone recruited him. Um, right. You know, and then when you throw in, you know, there's a lot of guys who buy in of themselves are not big losses. Anthony Simpson. Right. But when you combine Anthony Simpson with Dorian Singer, uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, you know, can they replace Roland Wallace? Yeah. Um, would you rather have Roland Wallace in your rotation? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Jackson Turner by himself. Eh, I think they're recruiting over him. Would you really like him as a backup safety? For yeah. sure. Especially um, when you saw some of the problems that you had at safety. And again, he was, he wasn't great by any means, but he was better than C he was better than CY. So, yeah. So I think you, you now have to replace, I think a little bit more than they thought they would. I right. get why those guys are leaving. Um, especially, uh, you know, the guys who are kind of being recruited over, um, you know, the singer thing, I think he just wanted to be recruited. Um, right. you know, I think, and maybe he has a chance to win a national title. Um, you know, I think Simpson burns some bridges. It sounds like with some of his tweets, but again, I really like Simpson. I wish he was still here. Right. Um, that being said, they still haven't lost anyone they can't replace, but they have to replace about right. five or six guys now that they, I think didn't count on the guys at the bottom. The guys are like, Oh, I didn't even know that guy was still on the team. Those like Colby can, Page, whatever. Yeah, uh, some of these other linemen. Right. Yeah, but whatever. but losing that many of you know what they lose three D linemen. Um, yeah. Well, now you probably got to pick up three D linemen. Uh, you just right. hope they're better in the totality uh, than the other group. Okay. Now, um, before all right, before we sign off, then Carter Bryant and Jamari Phillips are going to be on campus here this uh, this uh, Saturday for Arizona basketball. A lot of people concerned about Tommy Lloyd's domestic recruiting. Um, are you, is this something, cause there have been misses, no doubt. Um, are you, uh, is this anything that you're concerned about or no? I think my concern is that Arizona just seems like a no brainer place to play with the right. way they play. And the fact they don't have more guys. And again, I don't know if some of that is, you know, I don't know, you know, they offer like three or four point guards, but I don't know if they're maybe holding off one because they're waiting for, you know, maybe there are three guys waiting to re- to commit. You know, I don't right. know. Um, but yeah, I think with the fact that you're coming off, and I think it'll be interesting now. Now the specter of the IARP is gone. Right. Now you've proven in year two you can still do it. Right. Um, now you're proving that you really can coach up kids. Um, look at again, look at Bala. Look at even just how much slightly better to balance is. Right. Yeah, I thought you were crazy when you said, I think he can get to 18. I'm like, well, statistically, players don't do that. They get to yeah. about two or three points. No, he's at 20. <laughs> right, for sure. He's up. He's beyond that. Yeah, and I was thinking like 16 and a half. But um, so now I think, yeah, now if they can't start landing kids domestically, you might wonder. And I 
I know I don't think it's easy because you know you're mixing it in with a group. You know, I know some schools have even have trouble when they have kids, inner city kids trying to mix with you know former pros kids who have money. But now you've got this whole new demographic where you're mixing, you know, three kind of cultures. You know, the 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 inner city kids with the 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 more well-off domestic kids, and now you bring in a whole bunch of European dudes right. who who barely speak English. So I can understand why maybe the chemistry could be a little off. Um, but that being said, you got to figure it out because there's no reason they shouldn't have a line of kids waiting to play this up tempo style with a staff that. Can well, that's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. I mean, let, let's go to let's use Cody Williams for example. Um, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, you know, I've been following you doing this for a long time. I can't remember a kid that was a native-born Phoenician that Arizona prioritized as a junior or earlier that spurned Arizona and went to a school like Colorado. No, I mean, there were kids Arizona kind of played games with. Right, your hairy uh, asses, guys like that. I, you know, uh, Not hairy ass. I'm not just saying people with hairy asses. Lawrence Hill... Mm-hmm. Uh, who Arizona I don't think ever offered. Um, you know, a guy like was it Royce Woolridge, right? Who I don't think Arizona ever offered. Um, you know, the closest one I can ever remember, and he wasn't from Phoenix, was Vegas Davis, right? Who was from Tennessee, Lake Havasu, went to go play for KO, went to go play for KO at, at Tennessee and spurned Arizona. He was the first, and he was really one of the only to spurn Lou Olson in state, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a unique, but again, Williams' whole recruitment was weird. Right, And in many ways, he was trying to follow his brother's footsteps, which is, oh, I can get to the league playing at Santa Clara. Right. And I don't think for what I think he wants to be the big dog in the small pond is what it really came down to. So I don't necessarily. But, yeah, there are a few other misses. And again, you know, when you're dealing with Oregon and NIL money and the Mookie Cook stuff. OK. But, you know, yes, this I think this with with uh, Carter Bryant, with a few of these other guys that, that they're in on. Um, we have to, but what I really want to see more of, frankly, is I want to see a bunch of four-star kids. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get those, need fr- a- get those fringe top 50 kids right there because Tommy Lloyd's already shown and Luke made an empire off of this. I mean, yeah. with the way that the, the skill development is, I'm totally with you on that one right there. That or give me flawed four-star. You know, that's why I like Boswell. Cause I don't know if Boswell can go pro after next right. year. Um, right. He doesn't strike me. I could be wrong. He doesn't strike me as an NBA player. Could be totally just, wrong though. He doesn't have the build. He's like this weird. He looks like a. He looks like a safety. Right. Um, he does. And again, I hope so. But because I, you know, I didn't think Dallin Terry was a, a two and done guy either. Right. Um. But that. But he had a build. He had a build though. Oh, like, he was made. Yeah. He looked he was like made that. to play basketball. We said sure. that his freshman year. If that can knock down the three, he's a three and D guy at the next level. Right. For sure. I just thought it was two years away. Right. Uh, but that's what I want to love. Now, that being said, I want Carter Bryant. Absolutely. Kid is great. You know, just like I, I'll take KJ Lewis if he's a one and done. But I want one one and done per year. Yeah. I'm I don't want good. I don't want five and then find out that five of three of them were overrated. Um, because again, that happened to Miller a lot. I mean, everyone bags on Miller for the one and done, but Alonzo Trier was a three year guy. Was a three year um, exactly. Who who are some you know, a few other other guys were were three year guys who were supposed to be one and done. Um, and then you had a bunch of guys who should have been three-year guys who were one and done. Who were one and done as well, right? Exactly. Um, 
you know, or two and done with Derek Williams, who you'll take two years of Derek Williams every time. So, yeah, so, but this, I do think Lloyd has something to prove. I'm not worried about it yet, but I'd like to see more. Okay. All right. Let's see here. All right. Real quick, um, before we sign off here, um, let me tell you about something that's pretty cool, Brad. You might want to check this one out as well. It's called Octane Raceway and Mavericks. All right. Here's the deal. Um, they've got 22 bowling lanes, 85 arcade games, a state-of-the-art laser tag arena, billiards tables, dozens of 4K televisions, 1,500 square feet of meetings, uh, craft beers, custom cocktails, daily specials. And we're excited to welcome uh, Octane Raceway and Mavericks to the PHNX family. You've uh, seen the fun our crew has had. Check it out for yourself. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Where's it located? It is located in Phoenix. Well, I, so. I knew that. I'm right. just, I, I have to go up for some Christmas time fun. Uh, I've got a bunch of nieces and nephews up there. I'm thinking Octane. Uh, let's see. It is Octane. Uh, I, can it up. I got Google. I just thought uh, maybe you had it in front of you. I can, I can actually. I can give you the. Uh, it's uh, It's by Talking Stick Way. Go car. Oh, perfect. Check yeah. it out. That, that, may, that, that may be on the Christmas plans. All right, Brad. As always, really appreciate you, my guy, hopping in here. And uh, we will talk with you Saturday. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm 99% sure I'm here on Saturday. I got some in-laws in town. Probably Just let Christmas me know. Fun. Either way. Okay. I got you. All right. Appreciate you, Brad. For William, Brad, Alice, I'm Mike Luke. Oh, by the way, Brad, when's your podcast coming out? People are asking. I'm hoping to get it recorded today. I want to do actually two. I want to do a football one and uh, uh, an IRAP thing uh, re review. So I'm hoping to get a couple out this week. But again, it's Christmas time. It's work is right. crazy. Okay. So Brad, Alice, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.